Yo, yo, yo. What's up, Lunker? Thank you for pulling up, man. All right, Falsy, I, I just made you the co-host, so you should be good to talk. Yo, let's go. I see Larry's already in here with us, bro. I appreciate you for coming up here. Yeah, it looks like we're going to have some uh, support from 2500 Club, man. I, I hope that most of the guys can pull up so we can have a good time. And Larry, if you wanna, if you wanna talk, just raise your hand, man. If you wanna ask anything, you wanna talk, you just let me know. We're gonna get a couple minutes to get everybody in here. Um, we got some awesome giveaways and awesome guests coming up today. Hey, Fauci, um, how do we get it so that the the tweet is at the top? Like, you know how on some Twitter Spaces they have the tweet at the top? Yep. Here. So you, you go to the tweet itself, right? And you, and you go to share. It will put up at the very top the the club hashtag Cardano. Really? Okay. Yeah. So you go to the share button in between. You'll be able to post right up here. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Yeah, at the very top. So that's dope. Let's go. Oh wait, wait, wait. Oh, okay. So I gotta make a tweet and then and then share it. Yeah. Okay. Dope. Sorry. 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 All right. Let me make a tweet. All right, perfect. I'm going to do the uh, giveaway info so when everybody joins, they know, you know, what we got going on. Uh, yeah, maybe we should actually, uh, you know, Tom is our first speaker, so. Yeah, I know. I was thinking maybe uh, reach out to him really quick just to make sure. It's okay. He's going to pull up. Yeah. He'll pull up. He'll pull up. It's fine. It's only been two minutes. We'll, we'll just keep vibing anyways until... Yeah, it'll be fine. Don't worry. Yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and make this tweet. This is my first time hosting a Twitter space, so. Me and you I'm both. A little bit, I'm a little bit nervous, man. I don't want to. Yeah, I got the jitterbugs too, bro. It's like it's really exciting, to be honest. It's like a new frontier that we both conquer. Yeah, I'm excited bro. for that. Yeah. Who you looking for, Tom Ream? What's up, man? Yeah, <laughs> I'll hit him up real quick. He, 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 uh, I just talked to him t 30 minutes ago, so unless he fell asleep, he should be on his way, hopefully. Yeah, I'm excited to see what's up. Yeah, we're just gonna have a good time, man. I've been out of the mix for a couple weeks. Oh, yeah? What's been going on? I was on vacation in Ocean City, Maryland for a week, and then I ended up getting COVID while I was down there. Oh, so man. Another week. So you ended up staying for two weeks or No, nah, I was back to work this week. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. So how, did, how was the vacation before you found out you had COVID? Oh, it was good. I didn't find out I had COVID until we got back. I went back to work the first day, worked a half a day, and left sick. Oh, went man. home, slept 17 hours, and then woke up and took a test, and it was positive. 17-hour nap? Yep, 17 Ooh. hours. <laughs> I just had COVID myself as well, like, three weeks ago. So, Really? 
I, I'm lucky enough to, you know, knock on wood. I haven't gotten it yet, but. It's more or less just like a cold now. I think the strain's real weak. Yeah. I've had it twice in the last six months. So. Yeah. Thank God it's not what it was when it first came. No. Uh, how have you had it? Have you had it two times, Mosey? How have you had it twice already? Uh, first time. Tested it positive. I mean, honestly, I didn't test myself more than once as well. So who knows? It could be a... But I, 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 the first time, I didn't feel no symptoms at all. The second time, which was just three weeks ago, I did feel some symptoms. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. The first one was kind of, it was pretty much like just a sore throat in a way. But my daughter, again, like at school, she was, they put her out because she was coughing and sneezing. I'm like, hey, why don't you guys all test yourselves? And we all came out positive. Let's bring up FDE up here to talk. I'm going to invite you to speak, FDE. We're just waiting on Tom. We had, 18, we had 18 people listed to come, so hopefully they start rolling in. If not, we can get it going. Yeah, no, just uh, let let the roof fill up. I mean, just kind of waiting up. Yeah, I've been I've been lucky enough to not get sick though, so uh, definitely grateful for that. I had a couple family members that got it, so especially yeah. during the beginning, it was super like scary because. It's like it's like a boogeyman. Like you don't know what's going on. You're like, oh my gosh, are they gonna die or something? Like you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had COVID like at least three times. I know for sure, and I'm I feel like I had before they even had tests out for it. Damn, man. I mean, I used to work downtown. Like when it first hit, I was working in a fucking huge office building, seeing you know coming in contact with so many doors and so many people every day that was guaranteed to happen but the one time i went to a rap show like right when they started easing up on everything got it then and then uh i got it probably maybe three months ago three four months ago so how did how was it different each time was it just like less and less severe every time you took it the first two times was pretty pretty damn identical that was like towards the beginning still i was out for like a good week like just you just feel tired all the time and like chills and body aches this last time was just like a little two-day thing and it was gone oh okay i got you got you it definitely got weaker yeah i slept 17 hours that was it then i had a little bit of a runny nose oh. <laughs> Look, looker hibernated through the whole sickness. <laughs> sure did. <laughs> I mean, that's the best way to do it. There ain't really shit you can do. Like all you can do is like take stuff to you know make yourself feel better through it. But yeah, sleeping is probably the best way. No, I can drink vodka through it. Vodka, part <laughs> two. <laughs> nah, I swear, if I got it, what I would do is I would just find me a nice cold room, get me some comfy blankets, and just sleep it out. Yeah, that's what I did. You gotta sweat it out. Like yeah. uh, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, every time I would get sick, my mom would just stick me in the room and, and tell me to go to bed. And then when I wake up, get some soup and just sweat it out and sweat it out, and I'd be fine in like a day or two. They used yeah. to make me sleep with a towel around my neck, just like a big ass dry towel, like a, a, a towel you would dry off from the bath shower yeah. with, and <laughs> just you sweating bullets. But it worked. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. 
I swear, I swear, our moms and grandmas, had these, they had the secret formulas, man. Oh, yeah. My Duke's no better than everybody else. You said what? My Duke's no better than everybody else, though. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. I just added Tom up here. Tom, you could talk. Hey, Baza, oh. if you want to talk, you just uh, raise your hand and we'll get you to talk. Man. Everybody can chill, man. What's up, Tom? Why is Larry on okay, here? Everybody, at least like another six minutes to come in before we start. Hi, Larry. <laughs> What's up, my brother? Oh, just busy, <laughs> buried, all the above. I bet with the with the ramp up of your drop, that everything is going crazy, Tom. Well, the. Uh... Literally, the biggest problem we have right now is the fact that there is so much art. Um, yeah, we uh, we have uh, we have ninety six base heads and three hundred and thirty nine lips. Now, you know, they're just different variations, colors. Uh, some have laces, some have different things, stitches, and all kinds of stuff. But there's still three hundred and thirty nine of them. So just between those two things, there's over almost 29,000 unique combinations that we could have with two traits without it ever repeating. There is 12 traits, I want to say. So there is an enormous amount of art. So how much, how much, memory, do, how much memory do you need to have to have all those? Because I know your images are high quality. They're all 4K, right? Uh, yeah, they're 4096 by 4096. Wow. So how much memory How much memory does the whole entire file take up for all those images of the entire project? Oh, uh, 12 or 13 gigabytes, I think. I mean, that's not too bad. I would have thought it would be more. Well, let me see here. Give me a sec. Not too bad. I mean, that's, that's a lot for still images, though. Like, that's, that's that is true. That is true. How many images in total? Oh, geez. I don't even... Uh, let me see. I have a list here. Give me a sec. That's one thing that I've always wondered about these projects that release thousands and thousands of images. It's like, man, like, the process of moving all them around and, and uploading them and all the all the space on the computer to, to, to have them all saved there, like, it has to be a lot. Trixon dropped all the... Um... Like all the shit for the bills, like every layer, I, it was a, it was definitely a few gigs. I forgot exactly how big it was, but it was definitely a, a nice last file. Um, I'm gonna send this to you. Who asked me that? Was that Anthony that asked me that? Yeah, yeah, that was me. Man. All right. There is uh, that is our total number of art assets in this collection. Damn. Okay, I see. You okay? You okay with me saying it or no? Uh, not really. <laughs> it's a lot, though. I gotta ask permission. You know, I can't be going getting all reckless on you. But it's a lot. <laughs> it is. Uh, it is overwhelmingly a lot. But that just gonna make for some very cool combinations and things. You know, other than the basic shape of the head, nothing should look all that much like anything else. No, definitely, I got you. And what's cool? What's cool about our group 
and everybody in 2500 Club is it feels like everybody's involved in something. Like either somebody's part of a, a project team or somebody's starting a project or they got their own thing like FDE. He has his music and he has his own project. And it's like, man, if you think about it, right? If you think about it, our our group is kind of like a a breeding ground for like the future of of the the space. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're all building on here. Absolutely. Which is exciting to see, right? Because you see everybody and what they're working on, and like Bourbon is aiding us. I've seen it when he started working on it back in November last year, and how successful he's become off of that. So I'm happy to see a lot of people in 2500 building and actually become successful. Dude, I was well, saying. 20... Sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say the 2500 Club is by far the greatest investment I've ever made here. I mean, it's just not, it isn't, it isn't just the info. It is like literally the connections. Like everybody you can meet in there is a who's who of this space. No, oh, yeah, definitely. And I swear I noticed that because when once I got that uh once I got the player mint gig where I'm start I was starting to like, you know, start setting up events and stuff like that. And now, you know, I'm working and you know, behind the scenes a little bit. It's like I would say, Who owns this project? And every single time it would be they're already in the in the group. Every single time. Like I think I've asked like who's the owner of this, who's the owner of that? And like for like six, eight times that I've asked that, every single time they have been in twenty five hundred club already. And it's like, damn, like we really we really the spot to be at. You know, it's crazy that's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean look, I mean it's Buffy bot. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna lie though, like we really made it though. We made it. We made twenty five hundred club what it is. So like I mean, shout out to them for creating the NFTs. But like if it's not for if it wasn't for us though, like it wouldn't really be anything. Cause it could like imagine, right? If it, it could the the same way that it turns out to be as dope as it is now, it could easily have been just filled with lames. You know what I'm I mean, the community makes it. I mean, Marco at first was trying to like suppress it a little bit. Oh well, yeah, it, it worked out to being better, anyways. I mean, because it it was very natural how it came about. So definitely, definitely the future of it. And honestly, after October, we're gonna have a lot of fucking stories to talk about. Bro, I swear, yeah, that's gonna be the first time a lot of us meet up in person. Yeah, that's what. What, what is the saying? What What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. It's probably not going to. We ain't gonna be. It's, a- not- <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not gonna stay in Vegas. Right, yeah, what happens in Vegas will be all up in the club. <laughs> <laughs> you already know. There's gonna be what. There's gonna be a picture. There's gonna be a video, and it's gonna be a meme for the rest of the month. Exactly. <laughs> and that's all you're going to see for the rest of the month. No, but I'm super excited because, like, how you were saying, it's all Buffy about, like, they're really taking the responsibility, like, putting us on their on their shoulders, and they're like, yeah, we're going to structure, you know, what we should be doing, and they're taking all that responsibility. And I really hope, like, even if I don't get to go, because, like, I might go depending – on how the the player mint launch goes, they might you know we might get a booth and and, and fly a team out there. I might go, but even if I don't, I really hope that it's a success because it's like they're doing so much, planning all this, really putting in the legwork. Because I don't know if I don't know like if 
anybody else would really be willing to put that much work into it because like they've been doing it constantly for months and months like without like stopping and it's like one of the it's like really crazy like how consistent they've been yeah absolutely that's why it's definitely gonna be a success i'm not they've been putting in the work for over a year they they seen the vision a year ago before everybody else did I mean, they've been putting it in. I'm excited for it. I hope you come out there, bro. Bro, I wish, dude. I wish. I really do, man. Especially if it's a free flight. Sheesh. I'm definitely going to pull up then. <laughs> if I don't have the paper, though, dude. But, yeah, I want to – I actually want to – I want to do, like, this little segment on the fly. I want to know. I want to know everybody's story that's here, at least speaking. And if you guys are listeners and you want to talk, you can you can raise your hand and I'll add you up. But I want to know your story of how you got into uh, Cardano NFTs, because I, I think you guys already know my story. Um, the only reason that I'm in that that I got into the NFTs and the only reason that I am who I am now is because of Ape Crypto. If it wasn't for the oh, God. God. If it wasn't for the God and Savior, Ape Crypto, then I wouldn't be here right now. <laughs> I've, I've never heard that one before, bro. You blew out <laughs> with that one. Did you mint nerds and versions? Yeah. No, I didn't, bro. I, you know what's crazy is by the time that he was, was promoting that, I had already lost respect for him. So <laughs> it was gone. But, you know, I give credit where credit is due. He's the reason that I got into it. So he always going to have that for me, you know? Yeah, I mean, however you get to the space, my first crypto was Dogecoin, so like I always gotta hold that. But I'm no, here now. So, all right, go but, ahead, Fausti. What's your story? Part on NFTs, though. So what? What got you into card on NFTs? Just NFT. Just the NFTs alone. You're asking me? No, or FDE. Okay. Oh. Um, I have been wanting to get into NFTs, but I didn't know Cardano. I literally was one of the people like Cardano has NFTs back in September, because uh, I thought, um, I thought smart contracts were needed to have NFTs because that's how Ethereum was. So I just figured Cardano didn't have them yet, and I just happened to Google it or something. I somehow found out Cardano had NFTs, and that's all I needed to know. I was figuring out everything else the next day. Okay. Wait, so so what was your first project that you minted? Uh Cardano City. Cardano is that is that the one that had like the apartments? Yep. Oh bro, dude. I remember this dude was trying to was trying to trade me like four hundred of them for I think it was um a Tiger Society NFT <laughs> that I had. Four hundred of them damn apartments. I'm like, what am I gonna do with this shit, man? It's not a rug. Was it cash? <laughs> Dude, I don't know, to be honest. I can't remember. That was a while ago, man. That was a while ago. But I do know that I was hella, like, skeptical because I'm like, man, there's a reason this motherfucker is trying to give me 400 of these. And it can't be good if he's trying to get rid of all of them. My story was, like, I just, uh, I bought I bought a lot of ADA, like, beginning of last year. And I was just sitting on them. I had nothing to do with them. I never looked into the community, nor did I know about, like, the Cardano community on Twitter itself. So I missed out on a lot of good stuff. But I just bought a Cardano Ape 2D just to buy it, just to get my feet wet and to see how it works, to be honest. And it was on CNFT.io, like everybody else at the time. 
But it, it was cool, though. I mean, after that, I just started buying some other random ass shit. I mean, it all worked out in the end because what I bought was all was more profitable in the end. So. Ah, definitely, bro. Definitely. Tom, what Tom? What is your story? What was how did you get into CNFTs? Because you, I feel like you're an older guy, right? So you know, not to be ageist or anything, man. But like, I wouldn't expect an older guy to be getting into like you know FTEs in his. I think he's in his sixties right now. So like, you and FTE, you might be around the same age. So how did you get into it? How are you leaving Larry out of this age conversation? <laughs> wait, wait, Larry. Uh, Larry, yeah, you too, Larry, you too. Um, anyway, uh, my the way I got started, I was actually, I spent a fortune buying Chia mining equipment, and uh, it didn't work out very well for me. So a buddy of mine who, he's like, he's a, he's a crypto nerd, and he told me to look into Cardano, and I did, and uh, I bought some, and then he was like, he wanted me to uh, keep track of this website. And I was like, well, what is this? It was Clay Nation. So that was my first drop. And uh, he minted 21. I minted three. His are now worth probably 150,000 ADA, maybe more. And wow. I sold mine the second day. <laughs> no. Oh, man. So I chased oh. that for two months and that's how i actually got into tiger society was because i was trying to chase that mistake oh. and that landed me in tiger society and then pretty much everything else happened because of that oh my gosh how how uh wait so what role did you have in tiger society or did you just mint part of it i was just a mentor you were just a mentor right so actually tiger society was my first ever like public mint that i tried like that was like a competitive mint because i remember Everybody was super excited for it. Oh, the hype was crazy. Do you remember how quickly the chat turned toxic after the mint? Like, it was just like a, a light switch. Like, everybody was happy, and then everybody just got so upset. Uh, Yeah, and uh, that had a lot to do with the mods that were there at the time and some other internal things, and and it was a lot of bullshit, too. So, you know. No, yeah. It was my job to rebuild all of that eventually. So, wait. So, how did you end up taking a, you know, a more of a ownership kind of role in there? Well, actually, I do own fifty percent of it now. It was gifted to me in June. So they gave it to you. Yeah, yep. For my work, that well, I mean, I back. Um, I basically just started doing stuff. Like I had a video made that I paid for. It sucked, but you know nobody else had done it, and uh, just stuff like that. I worked my way up to mod, and that's how I got to know Beth. And she actually changed my entire trajectory here because she told me one night, she's like, you know, people like you, but you really come off sometimes as an asshole, and uh, that <laughs> changed my. That changed my entire trajectory here. So I have her to thank for a lot of my success because of that little simple piece of advice. And uh, because I took a, you know, I, I basically just took it upon myself. I spent 10, 15,000 ADA of my own assets to keep it alive through Christmas. And because all we did was build. I mean, we built our first world. It was done in December and it sucked. So. We built another one, and you guys have seen the you know the fruits of that labor. 
and uh, FDA, FDE putting the, the awesome soundtrack to it. Everybody loves that. So um, I just, I worked my way up through hard work. That's really all, all it really took because uh, the owner, Syed, uh, didn't have the time to spend on Discord. Not only that, he didn't want to. So he gave it to me and the rest is history. That's a great story. I mean, that's really that's really a story of perseverance, community building, and especially coming from just being a mentor to eventually owning fifty percent of the project. Like nobody, like there's not a lot of people that can say that 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 they accomplished the same thing. So that's that's super impressive. And I actually wanted to get to to Lunker Larry because, um, wait, okay, he I think he dropped down. Yeah, let me add him again. Oh, you got him. He keeps rugging. I think he's got a Samsung. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, Larry, I want you. I want to hear your story, Larry. Well, buddy, my buddy Murphy got me into Cardano a few years back. Bought a bunch of Cardano, and then he started telling me about these Cardano beans. So. Oh. I Cardano beans. What the hell is that? He said it's an NFT. So that was my first mint was Cardano beans. And then went on from there. Then it was the Mutant Crocs, Clay Nation, um, Goat Tribe. I got a lot of Goat Tribe too. But uh, that wasn't enough. I tried to do my own thing with our NFT project. Um you just got to watch the partners you pick. I'll just keep it like that. But did get FDE to do our soundtrack and all. And we ain't giving up. We're just going to try to see where it goes. But I do think I'll probably be looking for some new partners eventually. Oh, man, I'm sorry to hear that. I mean, it's definitely important because especially when when you're dealing with online people and, and everything it's easy for them to deceive you and, and kind of put you in a bad spot so I'm sorry they had to go through that yeah well one of them was my friend it was the same he was one of the ones that deceived oh him. wow yeah no way but that's a story for another day yeah that's a story for next week right <laughs> <laughs> but I still got my 200 and 10 original Cardano beans. I never sold one. <laughs> well, you're going to take that to the grave, I'm, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing going on there too much either. <laughs> yeah, that one's, that one's never going to see the light of day. All right. Well, uh, thanks for sharing your story, Larry. Let's go ahead and start getting into our guest. And we're going to have Tom speak first. And then we're going to get to FDE and talk about everything that he got going on. Tom. You got this awesome, awesome NFT project that's coming up. Um, your launch is actually next week. Um, can you tell us, you know, some of the some of the stuff that you know maybe not the average person knows about the project? Things that that they should be excited for. Well, one of the things that uh, one of the things I wanted to do with this is is try to make people regret selling or flipping. Uh, so I think. I think the passive income part, uh, I think that's going to work pretty good because I've already got some interest in it from outside of the project for uh, use of our token that will eventually be made uh, whenever our staking uh, platform is ready. So 
Um, I would say that would probably be one of the biggest things. And also because we are building our own staking platform, we're going to be pairing that with uh, a launchpad, the Tiger Society launchpad, and that's going to become its own thing. It's going to have the launchpad with the staking platform that we're going to offer to projects uh, for full launching services, including tokens. Uh, and we can also use the staking platform for just other projects like similar things that uh, like the Crocs are doing and whatnot, offering the staking to other projects. So that will benefit uh, Tiger Society and Leatherhead's people both because, well, uh, the launch pad is coming from Tiger Society and the staking platform is coming from Leatherhead's and it'll be its own thing. So that's uh, another thing to look forward to. And like I said, we'll make sure that uh, the community, both communities benefit from any kind of business that it does. Uh, what kind of led you on to Leatherheads or like what inspired you to start it? Well, I've, I've got ideas for my own stuff. This actually came to uh, us uh, as, an, as another, it was actually dogs. It was, uh, they looked uh, very similar to the, uh, the S project sneaker heads. And those are humans, but these were dogs and they had, they were like shoe shaped dog heads. And, that was just a little too similar to me. So we went uh, a different direction. We went with apes and it's, and just completely redid all of the art. So. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm, I'm a big fan of the art itself. So. Me too. Yeah, there's not that many people that are really taking their time to make something of quality. Like, I mean, most of the time, you see people and then, they, you know, they try to rush out something and it's like they're good. You know, the projects are good for maybe a week, but after a week, it's like you really don't hear much about them anymore. So the fact that you guys took that extra time and, and your artist, too, because I was I was uh, we were messaging the other day and I was asking you, like, who's your artist? Because, like, the time that it takes to really, you know, get into detail and get every single one of those stitches in and all those like bumps in the leather like that must take forever. I would assume it does. I'm not an artist, but uh, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you good. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, I don't really know because uh, I'm very, I'm not very creative that way. So I'll, one of these days, I'll see if I can get him onto one of these things and uh, see what he says. I'm not sure how, how comfortable he would feel with that, but I'd ask him. No, I got you. Yeah, definitely. I feel like um, I was talking about that with Fauci the other day where I was saying that I feel like the artists on Cardano don't really get as much, you know, love and exposure that they should. Because, I mean, in reality, they're the ones that are carrying the projects. Like if you if you like the art, if you're minting something for the art or you're minting something because you think it looks dope, like you're minting it because of what the artist created. So I feel like there should be like some more like you know, some more love. I feel like they kind of just leave them in the dark. Like, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I feel like nobody ever goes, like, other than overexposed. I know that uh, Jeff really makes it a point to let everybody know that Ren, um, you know, took all his time and put his effort into, you know, making every single piece, like, really, really cool. But it's really a minority of projects that even go through that effort to just let everybody know, like, hey, this is the artist that did this, you know, amazing piece of, uh, of art that you love, you know, show him some love. So definitely, man, if he wants to get on, um, 
just let me know. And actually, me and Fosi, me and Fosi are doing um, we're actually doing um different episodes to the club. So we're gonna have a developer series and an artist series where we're gonna have a, a dedicated guest for each. So, for example, if we got a cool artist that's like well known in the space and and everything, we're gonna have them as a guest, and they're gonna be you know talking about their journey and how they get it, got started with art and like going through the processes of making these cool collections that everybody loves. It's not every day that the artist gets to be put on a spotlight, so we definitely create a platform for them to get their flowers. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, definitely. And um, so one more question for you, Tom, and then we're going to open it up to the audience to see if they got anything they want to ask you. But I want to know, in your, in your vision, in your eyes, what do you see Leatherheads at in five years? Like, do you have, have you started thinking that far? Do you have any, you know, aspirations or your, your goals for, for that far into the future? Well, that's kind of why we want to do this uh, launch pad thing. Because... Well, I mean, honestly, most people who want to start projects don't know the first thing about starting. I, I've been in this space for almost a year uh, on the inside for Tiger Society for eight months, and I didn't even know everything that goes into this. So that's kind of sort of where I see us making our biggest thing. We'll be helping launch other projects. Also, one of the things uh, to benefit, you know, I said we're going to benefit both communities. One of the things when we launch, just like uh, with with Leatherheads, uh, using the Tiger Society Launchpad services, uh, part of that agreement is there's going to be 50 NFTs sent to Tiger Society. And those NFTs um, will be put, one of the things they'll be used for is, especially if it takes off, is we're going to put them into our game for people to win or earn so the that's one of the things that when we launch pad you know we're going to get x amount of nfts that if it takes off we're going to put them in our game to give people an opportunity to win you know to win to earn to to find whatever the case may be so um that's kind of sort of because it's, it's a mixture of things you know with the two projects but it's kind of hard not to because the DNA of uh, Leatherheads is, you know, basically Tiger Society. You know, the mods, me, uh, the Launchpad partner, which is Syed. He's my he's my partner in Tiger Society. He's the one that gave me fifty percent of it. So it's kind of gonna, it's kind of sort of gonna be tied, but it's not gonna be tied up t together. But uh, yeah, just I, I see that, and plus we have we have a lot of other ideas for collections. But my, I don't want to just drop collection after collection after collection after collection after collection. I just want to build. I want to help other people, um, other projects, you know, because in this process, I've had hundreds and hundreds of people reach out for collabs. And some of these projects are so tiny and it just you feel so bad because you want to help them, but you can't because they don't know, you know, they don't. You said earlier about why some projects or why projects don't. Uh, go all out on the art because um, it's not it's not cheap. You know, some of the projects that are uh, a lot of projects that open are depending upon that mint money to to exist, and uh, it doesn't always work out that way. So, yeah. Anyway, I kind of sort of went off track there, but my my plan, the way I see it, is just launching successful projects, 
uh, dropping some more successful uh, leatherhead type projects because you know with leatherheads we can do dogs, cats, tigers, whatever. I mean, there's a million things you can do with it. So, you know, we're going to do like uh, special collections for auctioning off the uh, off off our token for uh, like creepy heads if we get it in time for Halloween or snow heads or just all kinds of stuff. There's got a lot got a lot planned and it's I ha- I have a tendency to wander when you ask me questions. You're like good. You're Sorry. Oh, good. Don't worry. It shows that you're passionate and you know, the the first thing that you said is that you're trying to create a platform so that newcomers that want to start their own projects, they're able to have that head start. They're able to have that, you know, that guidance that you wish that you had when you started. So that just shows the character that you have that instead of, you know, crab being a crab in the barrel and kicking everybody down underneath you you want to bring everybody up with you and teach them teach them the way and you know being an og into the community like that that's something that's super valuable and i really appreciate you doing that because i feel like a lot of these projects instead of trying to be competing against each other they should be working together like sure it's a competition in some sense but in another sense like everybody in the community needs to help each other so um Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. And uh, we're going to open it up. If anybody in the audience has any questions Tom, about, the, you know, Tom's project or Tom himself, you know, maybe like what size underwear he wears and you know, anything you guys want to ask, I'm going to give you I'm gonna give you guys a couple minutes. I hope Larry doesn't ask that. <laughs> <laughs> now, I was going to ask what color your truck is, but I already know the answer to that, too. Yep. All right, well, it doesn't look like anybody has any questions, so go ahead and to the man, the myth, the legend, FDE. Um, a man that has a lot, a lot, a lot coming up in these next couple of weeks, and especially, um, you know, regarding his music. So, FDE, if you want to unmute, and we can go ahead and start with a couple of questions for you, man. I'm excited. I really am. Like, I'm looking forward to the Future Fest he's got coming on. Yeah, I'm hyped for Future Fest. Uh, that'll be Wednesday the 11th at 7 p.m. Eastern. I don't know what time my slot is, but there's other artists on the bill, so it should definitely be a good time. Got a nice half hour set. And Ooh, an hour! That's a great. That's a good. That's a good amount of time right there. Oh yeah, that's that's definitely the longest set I've ever done. I was like sweating bullets by the time I finished doing that. <laughs> uh. After that, I got the first single drop-in with Six City. Uh, don't have a date for that yet, but it's going to be sometime this month, probably the next few weeks. And Yeah, I'm um, working on the album. Got a couple tracks to finish, but this is pretty much done. Just got to find somebody to do the final cover. and Nice, man. Be good to go. So are you looking for somebody in the Cardano space to do that cover for you? Yeah, I reached out to Aonium at first, but he's not taking commissions until he's done with the block series, which is uh, um I'm thinking about reaching out to Steve three PO. I would reach out to Ren, but I know he's working on the drop for the Genesis holders. Um so I'm thinking about reaching out to Steve three PO. I'm not sure if y'all familiar with him or not, but uh he got some dope art. He like he does like digital purely digital design type shit he does some photo manipulation stuff he does just straight up photography he's, he's got some dope stuff but i'm thinking about reaching out to him because i know he can do what i'm looking for 
I got you. And it's good that you're trying to keep it, you know, in the space and have everybody, you know, help you along the way. It's definitely going to create like a more sense of community with everybody that's supporting you and your music, man, because a, a lot of the people want to see you win. They want to see you succeed. And every, you know, every project that you're a part of, you, you bring nothing but happiness. You bring them nothing but joy. You're bringing them music, something that's memorable. Um, I know that in Old Money, you made a song for them and a couple of other projects you make songs for them. So like everybody's rooting for you, man. And I'm really I'm really happy that you're, you're getting your opportunity to, you know, showcase your talents in front of a lot more people. I appreciate it, man. And yeah, th this show is going to be here. It's definitely the biggest show I've ever done in my life as far as like attendance and all that. Um, and yeah, I just, you know, I want to keep it in the community because like, I mean, all my songs are pretty much about, you know, Cardano, CNFT community. Um, sometimes I'm in just some other crypto stuff, but mainly Cardano. And yeah, it's just cool to keep everything in the community. Might as well, you know, spend ADA, get ADA. Just, yeah, just keep it all in the community. I still listen to my Ghost Chain track you made for me. Love it, my brother. Hey, that was a fun time. I love doing that song. I just I throw it on every now and then and try to get some inspiration for something new. But speaking of inspirational, tell us about like who inspired you to start rapping. Inspired me to start rapping. Yeah. Shit. Uh. <laughs> Do I even remember at this point? I've been rapping for like twenty five years or something. But uh, damn, you old as hell, man. <laughs> you probably weren't in your underwear, but yo, where did it start? Like, what was the first time you know you thought about like I'm gonna start rapping? I like. I, mean, I, I started writing raps and like, when we always used to like. I got a karaoke machine probably when I was like ten, and we used to like record little freestyles and stuff then. But never, it was just like off the top freestyles, just stupid stuff. I started writing raps probably in like seventh grade and I wasn't like writing the beats or anything. It would just be long ass verses, like 48 bar verses, no hooks. Then I started writing hooks and I finally, like when I was 14, we got a new computer, had, you know, decent internet. We got DSL internet and I just started recording. I found a program called Cool Edit Pro, figured out how to get the cracked version I didn't even have a microphone. I was using my webcam as a mic. Uh, but yeah, I just learned how to record. Started, you know, figuring out how to mix over the years. And like, I might as well learn how to make beats because I ain't trying to buy no beats. So started making beats, and just you know, two and a half decades later, got some pretty good stuff. Damn, two and a half decades—that's crazy. Yeah, That's longer man. than I've been alive, man. Sheesh. <laughs> <laughs> MD is, uh, you know, we always clown him in our 2500 chat, as you guys know. Uh, he's pretty goddamn old. No, 30, no. 37. MD, what, what did you use to start learning uh, how to make beats? Because I, I used to make beats uh, when I was in high school and middle school, but I used the uh, FL Studio. What did you use? Oh, yeah, that was that was what everybody used. FL Studio 3, before it had piano roll or any of that shit. It was literally just the grid. Like, you had to just place the drums and the notes in that little... <laughs> little grid they didn't have a piano roll and all that yeah i watched free loops go a long way like i watched everything come a long way when we first when i first started like doing music at home it was bare bones but stuff uh came out quickly you just had to have a computer that could handle it no yeah definitely and uh actually my my uncle was the one that got me into making beats because uh he would make his own beats and he would make his own songs but 
And he would have really good songs, but he would never release them. He'll never upload them. So, like, to this day, he probably has thousands of music, like, thousands of songs on his, on his like, computer and just, like, unreleased. And, man, he, he, um, he's the one that inspired me to start making beats and everything because I wanted to be just like him when I grew up. Like, he was a huge, like, inspiration for me. So, like, I remember him using that old-ass FO Studio where, where you couldn't do anything. And he told me, like, to never pay for FO Studio to just... <laughs> <laughs> he said, never you pay. Get, you can get FL Studio cracked pretty easily. <laughs> yeah, he put me on. That was back when you got the, you got to have it on the CD to get it cracked. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Old school. So one night, me and you were speaking, and you told me a lot of influence... I mean, people say that your uh, your music kind of reminds them of Lupe, or uh, like Kid Cudi, Wiz. Yep. Is that is that where you actually picked up your uh, a lot of your influence from, or no? Later on, but like when I started rapping, none of those dudes were out. Like when I was younger, I was mostly in the. I was listening to a little bit of everything, really. I you know listen to Jay Z. I was listening to Pun, Outkast, UGK, like. If yeah. it sounded good, I was buying it. I had like full CD. I had like full CD racks in high school, like more CDs than adults had. Like I'm a music junkie, always have been. CDs, look here you go. You talking about your age again, bro? Yeah, like man, back we used to have like racks, like little plastic racks. Maybe stand like three and a half feet tall. Just had little slots. You slide the CD case in. It's just like it. It was like semi flex and semi-organization, but, yeah, I had a couple of those full. Like, I had so many CDs that when the original Xbox came out, I traded in all my CDs the night before it came out and had enough to buy Xbox. And we know how much they give you, give you for trade-ins. Like, <laughs> just imagine how many CDs that had to be. Damn, man. Did you ever do an eight-track? <laughs> no, I'm, I mean, I've seen, I was raised with my grandparents, so I've definitely seen eight tracks, uh, but I've never personally used one. But yeah, I remember the 45s, the albums, all that stuff, cassettes. Like, I, when, I, when I first started, it was cassettes. Like, I didn't get a CD player until I was 10 and 95. So everything between 85 and 95 was straight up cassettes. Do you still have some cassettes or no? No. I don't even have CDs. I don't anymore. either. My mom used to have a lot of those, and I was like, I mean, is that a collectible now? <laughs> maybe depending on the depending on the album, maybe, but I doubt it. I doubt many people are looking for tapes. Uh, this man said collectible. That's crazy. All right, FDE. Um, you know, I know. You know, now everybody knows you were, you know, prehistoric. So let's talk about the future. So what are you most excited about for the future? I know you got an awesome presentation coming up, but even after the presentation. Like, you know, what are some big plans that you got? I mean, I got the album, Time in the Market, coming soon. I'm trying to drop it um, sometime next month, hopefully. But I definitely want to get it out before CNFT Con. Uh, but, yeah, that's the big thing. Uh, once I get that completed, recording-wise, I can start, you know, working on music videos and stuff like that. And I got a real cool uh, way I'm going to release the album. It's going to be a little old money type fuckery but it'll be fun that's awesome i'm excited for that um has, are you gonna be performing at cnft con yeah yep oh shit oh right. in person performance that's let's go 
Let's go. That's lit. Let's get it. Are you excited? You excited for that? Are you excited more for a future fest or like performing live in SCNA TCON? I'm, I might be more excited for Future Fest just because it'll be the first time I actually get to watch myself perform. So this is pretty. Uh, oh, okay, okay. But yeah, I recorded it on Wednesday. I had to go like I had to rent out a green screen studio and like perform it and record the performance. Bring that home, you know. I I, I did live audio while I was performing it. I had to re- you know splice the live audio in over the beats and stuff. But uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be dope. But I, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how that you know translates to the Future Fest stage, and still definitely excited about CNFTCon as well. CNFTCon will be my first live performance in like probably five years, five maybe longer than that. I honestly don't remember my last performance. <laughs> you gonna give us a little jingle of what you got coming up? Oh yeah, yeah. Y'all wanna hear something? Larry, Larry, oh, why are you scrolling the surprise, Larry? <laughs> Damn, Larry. Oh, man, did I jump the gun? My bad. I got, I got some surprises <laughs> for you guys. Larry out here spilling the beans. <laughs> Sorry, God. my brother. No, I mean, hey, man, he, he, he led perfectly into it. What I was going to say was that we got, you know, a surprise for you guys. FDE is going to show us, you know, a sneak peek of one of his singles from his upcoming album. But since Larry beat me to it, um, we can go ahead and go with that. FDE, whenever you're ready, man. We're super excited to hear. All right. This is called uh, Fibonacci, and it's basically like it's poking fun at people who do TA and shit. Like, I don't do TA. I'm just buying NFTs and flipping them. I don't care about all that shit. But here we go. <laughs> This is musical excellence. Market felt like Diddy on a motorbike. Time to be greedy, bring the overbite. In the metaverse, I got a show tonight. Looking at my wallet and I'm holding like hella native assets. Check my receiver address. Check my ADA handle. Food I PM scans. Like joints on red candles. Floating through the down days. Won't see me in scandals. I don't move in clown ways. I'll be on my flip game until I feel millies. You sold a little too early. Now you feel silly. Money been clean and the flow is still filthy. Uh-huh. We might not be a crypto winner, but it's real chilly. Uh-huh. Market down, but I'm still up. I'm up. Inflation through the roof, price to fill up. Fill up. Home market down, but let's get y'all the first verse. No, not the fade out. That is sweet, my brother. Dude, that was sick, man. I appreciate it. That was, you know, that first verse, of course, inspired by the bear market. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) we're gonna make it through. We're gonna make it through. Man, that beat is awesome, man. That yeah, I appreciate nice. Did you make that beat, FD, or did you buy it? No, I, I made that one. Oh, oh, that was nasty, man. Go ahead, Royal. Uh, I just wanted to say that flow was good. I love everybody here. Thanks, man. What up? For sure, man. Definitely appreciate it. FD, that's on fire, man. I mean, nobody else is doing what FDE is doing in this space. Like, last night, me and him were talking, and I was like, dude, I don't think there's been any other artist 
that he's dropped an album as an NFT on Cardano for him. But he's also opened my eyes up. There's a lot more artists on Cardano who are actually doing this. And, you know, so they're not getting uh, their spotlight as well. Yeah, it's definitely a decent amount of artists on Cardano. They all, like, spread out. I think... um I think I got lucky. I feel like hip hop is probably like the least listened to genre just with the Cardano audience. Like EDM seems to be the most popular. So those dudes get like a nice push. I think I got lucky just because I rap about Cardano and it kind of gave me an edge to get noticed easier. Not a lot of people is doing that. So I'm excited for you, bro. I'm rooting for you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Um, Thank you for giving us that sneak peek. And thank you for Larry for ruining the surprise, but it was still an amazing <laughs> surprise. Um, I love the song, man. And uh, I like how you did the little fadeaway because, you know, we wanted to keep listening, but you faded it out. Got to induce FOMO, man. That's the one <laughs> thing I learned from the space. <laughs> oh, that yeah. That was man. major FOMO because I was like, man, more, more. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be out soon. And I'm performing the whole song in the, um, at Future Fest, so you'll hear it there. Oh really? You're performing that song? We're gonna be there. Yeah. We're gonna be there. We're gonna be ruining you on for sure. Oh yeah, I appreciate it. But well, shout out to FDE for coming on and sharing, you know, a sneak peek from his album and letting us know, you know, all the stuff that he has coming up and you know, telling us about his prehistoric history, you know, with music and everything and you know, CDs and all that stuff. So uh, and also shout out to Tom for coming by and telling us of all his awesome plans that he has for Leatherheads and also for Tiger Society. A real, a real, 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 real good guy in the community that's putting on for everybody that's coming up. And he has plans, you know, to, to carry the next generation. And uh, I really appreciate everything that both of you guys are doing. Thank you so much for being part of our first ever the club space and you know it was an awesome time i'm glad to have my friends here you know we we've been in the same chat for you know almost a year now and you know you guys are you know the real reason why i stayed in the space even when ada was down to almost 30 cents the only reason i would come back is to talk shit about everybody and and make sure that i make sure i make sure that i call fde old every other day so you know that that keeps me going but um Thank you guys for everything. Yeah, definitely for the invitation. Yeah. You guys made this space what it is tonight, so thank you guys. You're an awesome host, too, my brother. Thank you. Thank you. Shout out to my brother, uh, Fauci, also for being an awesome co-host and, and helping me out behind the scenes. You know, we can't do it without each other. Always a team. And if you guys are listening to the recording... Um, you, what you guys might not know, which is another surprise, is that we're actually going to be uploading every single space to Apple Music, Spotify, and YouTube. So we're not doing what everybody else is doing. We're doing weekly episodes, and we're building this kind of like a podcast vibe to really trying to get our space out there. So this isn't just going to be seen by, you know, everybody that's in here right now. You know, our goal is to create something sustainable, something that's going to build in the future, and, you know, something that's going to be, a, a, you know, a landmark for our space. So. Thank you guys for being a part of the, the first one ever. So, you know, in, in a year when you look back and you see that we got, you know, 500K subs on YouTube, you can say that you were part of the first ever, 
you know, installment. So thank you guys so much for coming. And uh, we're going to go ahead and close it out here, almost an even hour. Um, yeah, thank you guys again, and thank you everybody that showed up. Shout out to everybody in the 2500 Club group chat. I know we're kind of dead lately because everybody, you know, apparently they choose today to have a life. Every other day, everybody's in here talking shit, but the day that we got the club, everybody want to be outside. Pissing me off, but it's okay. <laughs> I still love you guys. Um, other than that, Fauci, unless you want to say some some goodbyes, we're gonna we can go ahead and leave it at that. We'll, we'll see. Uh, love you guys. Appreciate you guys for coming out. All right, sounds great. Well, we'll see you guys next week at the same time. The club Saturday, nine p.m. We're building something big, and uh, we'll see you guys soon. Actually, one last thing, Bazarin. Oh. Lady, thank you guys for supporting as well on there. Of course. Showing up, bro. Appreciate you. TCT, thank you for coming in here. Definitely appreciate it. That's a lot of hearts. A lot of hearts. All right.